It's 2022, which means it's a renewal year and you need CEUs. 30 if you're in South Carolina, and three of those have to be on ethics, jurisprudence, and whatever else goes in that category. Look, the year's going by fast, and you can knock out all those requirements with a MedBridge subscription, and you can get 40% off with the discount code BETTERFASTERPOD. I have a friend named Shelly, and she's a little lazy. Her words, not mine. She hasn't done any Con Ed over the past year and a half until she got her subscription set up. And what she does is she just puts modules on her phone while she watches 90 Day Fiance. Great show, by the way. Is she learning anything? No. But is she getting the local governing bodies off her bat? Yes. Your subscription also includes NSCA credits, OCS certification prep courses, patient education, home exercise programs, EMR integration. There's tons and tons of resources. Again, use the discount code BETTERFASTERPOD to get 40% off your individual subscription. That's the best price that MedBridge offers, okay? Only the best for our listeners. Now enjoy the episode. What's happening, Better Faster Podcast listeners? Today, Josh and I are talking about the APTA, that's the American Physical Therapy Association. So we're discussing some of the benefits of joining, why you should become an APTA member for the betterment of yourself and for the entire profession, how you can join without it costing you. You heard that right, without it costing you a thing. We're also going to give you a little preview about our upcoming presentation that's going to be at CSM 2020, that's going to be in Denver, Colorado, as well as some of the reasons that you should go to conferences in the first place. Before we get started, if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a five-star review, and also tell your friends about the podcast as well. Enjoy. Josh, how are you, buddy? It's a big week coming up. I know, man. I'm good. I'm good, man. We're counting down the days, get married in less than two weeks. You believe that? That time is flying. I know, Gosh, man. man. Baby Bo is going to be here in like less than two weeks too, man. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. unbelievable. One week or less. You ready? You ready for uh, You ready for the big day? Uh, I am, man. I have to give a big shout out to my soon-to-be wife, Kelsey, for basically doing everything. Um, you know, I've, I've helped uh, a little bit, I like to think, but, you know, she was a machine when it came to, to getting all this stuff prepared. So I'm just so excited for the day. And, mm-hmm. and honestly, I know she, you know, there's that pre-wedding stress and she wants everything to be perfect. And, and, and you know, it's not going to be, you know, there's going to be something that doesn't go perfect. So I'm actually excited for kind of her to, to get to enjoy the moment and hopefully, you know, uh, not stress as much and, and kind of get past that because uh, she's really done a great job and it's going to be a really fun day. Dude, I'm excited for you, man. You got you a good one. So, sorry I can't. Sorry I can't be there for it. But I had you know, some extenuating circumstances. I was gonna say it's kind of a pretty good excuse, you know. When I, I, I'm going to, to tell you, uh, you know, hey, man, I, you know, we picked a date for the wedding. You're like, well, you know, funny thing, uh, that basically the exact same time we're having a baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, just the timing wasn't wasn't great there. But I'm so excited for you and Rachel, man. It's gonna be so great to finally meet baby Bo. Yeah, man, for sure. And. uh, just trying to get mentally prepared for it. You know, I've been there once and basically as, as a new dad, you're just a support team, man. Cause those newborns, they, they need their mom so much. They're just, they're just like a little football with eyes. So just <laughs> going to do whatever Rachel needs. And, and, and that's pretty much my job for a couple of weeks. There you go, man. There you go. Yeah. That's uh, I can, only, I can only imagine, uh, but it's going to be awesome. I can't, yeah. I can't wait to meet the little guy. Uh, and it does seem just like yesterday. We're like, all right. Yeah. You know, announced you were announcing you were having another one and we were, you know, talking about, uh, you know, the finally picking a date to get married and <laughs> went quick. Yeah, for sure. So uh, let's see what else. Um, you had you had another gang of athletes competing at a 
big time competition. This yeah, weekend, it's, right? been, it's been a couple of great weekends, man. Um, this past weekend, um, we had the Asbury Park Summer Games in New Jersey. It actually will be a sanctioned CrossFit event next year. Um, this year, it wasn't a sanctioned event, and we had uh, some three-person male teams. I had uh, one of my master's females was on a master's female team, and, and they all did well, man. Really, really happy for them and proud of them. They all put in such you know, great work, um, to prepare for things like this. So it's just fun to get to see them, you know, enjoying the moment and performing well and, and repping, you know, the, the vertex t-shirt on, on the competition floor is never, uh, it never gets old seeing that. I love so, that. Yeah, no, it was, it was great, man. So, uh, it was a great past weekend. I know, um, uh, George and, and John and Jagger listened to the, to the podcast. So shout out to the boys, um, from they're up in New York, but they are competing in New Jersey. Um, yeah, thank you for representing representing us so well. So it was it was fun, man. It's it's always good seeing that. Mm-hmm, for sure. And let's see. This week we got two students starting, man. Oh no! Yeah, I man. Had a student in a good maybe six months now. So I must uh, have just uh, sure. I must have just soiled it. I mean, like it's me. <laughs> I must have just done so poorly. You need a break before taking on another one or something. Um, Dude, I, he actually, uh, my student actually uh, shot me an email, so I got to respond to him this morning. He's like, you know, you got to read materials for me. And I was like, I, you know, I, I am going to have some for him, but I was like so tempted to be like, not required, but strongly recommended that you watch Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> yes. Dude, that's Dude. one of those movies that like you, the first five minutes of that movie could never be made anymore. Like it's, it, yeah. <laughs> I was trying, I was trying to think about like what the, what the lesson learned with that movie would be. And I guess it's like, uh, don't be Gomer Pyle, control your emotions in the face of authority. But dude, do you remember, I don't know if you remember this, but it was, it was two years ago when you were at the clinic. Yep. Two years. We were, two years. We were talking about, it. it was like you, me and Tristan and all of a sudden the patient started quoting it. And he was like, Whoa, 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 that's, that's, that's gotta stop. Yeah. <laughs> Get anywhere, yeah. man. That is not, that is not a quotable movie. in in 2017, but, uh, yep. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how we got on that top. All right. And then, uh, last thing, man, is, uh, we, uh, I think we're, we're in the midst of, a uh interclinic rivalry right um it's uh vertex versus onward pt and a, and a crossfit total challenge yeah, man yeah it's 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 always fun you know i mean yeah. that's the reason we we keep training so hard man is it's one of course we're trying to stay you know stay fit stay healthy but um expressing your fitness is is such a fun thing to do and mm-hmm. getting a chance to to throw down a little bit when, with zach and jordan of onward and and you know it's kind of it's an important important comp for me because i'm about to spend 12 weeks up there so uh i need to go <laughs> in go in uh with a little bit of a uh you know on riding a, a hot streak hopefully um and hopefully i'm not already at the bottom of the barrel if uh if we don't come out on top but That's i thought right. we held our own man i thought we did pretty good what what we get 2050 combined 2050 uh, pounds like 2150 i think 2150 yeah. sorry okay 2150 yeah, all right 2150 man um so i mean we i thought we held our own i was proud of us you know especially you know i know neither neither of our goals at the moment are you know maximal strength development especially in like those three lifts particularly i mean you've been working on um you know snatch um and i've been trying to drill um you know, more of like a, a, you know, an aerobic base. I've kind of pulled back from a lot of the heavier lifting stuff lately. And so mm-hmm. it was good to just, um, you know, throw down, see what happens. I, dude, I enjoyed that, man. And t-shirts on the line. So super mm-hmm. motivated. You know, I, I wear, I'll wear one of those on PT shirts <laughs> proudly. So uh, Zach and Jordan, if you're listening, 
you're up. Hey, I, all I know is I know I think Zach did like went like three, four, five or something like 300, 400, 500 on bench, squat, deadlift, and like powerlifting meet not too long ago. Oh. So he's gonna he's gonna put up a good number, man. Yeah. And I don't, I you know I haven't gotten to meet Jordan yet. I'm pumped to get to meet and learn from him. Um, coming up, Jordan's here. legit. Jordan's legit. Yeah, it's gonna so, be, I mean, it's gonna be close. It's it's it should be a little battle. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Yeah, we'll see you soon. All right, looking forward to that. So uh, so this episode, man, we are uh, we're gonna talk a little about the. American Physical Therapy Association, the APTA, just kind of hit on a little bit about what it is, why it's important as a, as a physical therapist, as a student to join. And uh, Josh, I thought, you know, I, I think that from what I recall in PT school, it seems to, for good reason, sort of get beaten to your heads about why the APTA is important, why you should consider joining, especially getting that, you know, that good student discount, that kind of thing. So what are your initial thoughts about this? Yeah, it's definitely something that is encouraged. Um, you know, we have multiple classes where we encourage it. I think it may have even been, I don't want to say a requirement, but really heavily encouraged in like one of our first classes, our first um, um, year courses. It may have even been like a, like a one percentage point bonus or something on, I can't remember. There was, there was something tied to it where it was like, hey, we're just really trying to incentivize you guys, you know, wanting to become members of the professional organization. And so, uh, you know, that was something that I went ahead and did um, and still have. Uh, you know, a current APTA membership as a student, although it will be soon be a, a full membership, I guess, here shortly, um, you know, fingers crossed. Uh, but, you know, the there are a lot of benefits, I think, of starting it early. If you're going to or you plan on doing, you know, being involved with it, starting as a student is big. One, because you don't, you not only get that discount while you're a student, um, but you get kind of that um, that new grad discount. It kind of carries over, and then it's like gradually increased for a few years after you start practicing to become before it becomes like the full rate. So if you start it as a student, you not only get the discount while you're a student, they have a nice little step program as you're getting started, which I think is pretty cool. Um, I think that's that's awesome that they offer that, knowing that you know we're coming out with some some student loan payments that are about to start uh, coming due. So um, having a little bit of a reprieve anywhere is always welcome. So mm -hmm. um, I think that's a, that's a pretty cool thing and, and that they do that for students. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And at Vertex, as an employer, you know, we do believe in the APTA. And we also recognize that you guys are coming out of school with a lot of debt. And that's why we pay for your memberships annually, every single year. So as a working professional, the current rate runs you right about 475 bucks a year. And that covers your national and your state dues. And I just checked the website uh, to confirm that right before this episode. And it said that the latest stat is only 30% of PTA, uh, PTs or APTA membership. Uh, APTA members. So that's a uh, three out of 10, man. That's a, that's a pretty low number. That's pretty sad. And, um, you know, I think if you look at why people don't join, I mean, the obvious answer is the financial burden of it, but right. you'll hear people say things like you know, APTA sucks. They, they haven't helped us with this, that, and the other reimbursement, you know, Medicare, unlimited direct access, everything, but man, that that's people being cynical and you know, misery loves company. And the thing you got to realize is APTA is the only professional organization you got. And the fact is that if we didn't have the APTA, we'd probably still be considered an ancillary service. What, what I mean by that is you basically be a physician side piece. I mean, they've done so much uh, for us over the years to kind of help transform us uh, for who we are, and what we are now as a profession. And there's a lot of benefits to becoming or to becoming an APTA member and kind of what they do. And, you know, the, the, Quick list is that, yeah, you're going to get access to your journals, depending on what section you subscribe to. You have a PT Now magazine. You're going to get access to a big network of PTs. You have a quick access to a list of residencies and fellowships if you're into that kind of thing. All sorts of fringe benefits like that. But the number one thing 
this is America. The, the biggest perk is money. So whether you like it or not, that's what makes the world go around. And, and what I mean by money is that the APTA funds our lobbying presence at every level. I'm talking federal, state, and regulatory. Look, the fact is that our profession is constantly under attack in different states. And this is things like chiros and acupuncturists that are trying to limit our scope of practice. I mean, physicians, that's probably the biggest one. They still think they own us, right? And I'll give you a real world example here. So a few years ago, I think this was back in 2015, POPS, which stands as P-O-P-T-S, and that stands for Physician-Owned Physical Therapy Services. This is where physicians can own physical therapy clinics and refer from profit. And, and I'm not saying that they're run by criminals and gangsters. And I'm only saying that because I don't want to get an angry email, but it breeds some real unethical situations. It's a dirty freaking business, right? Mm-hmm. AP, APTA doesn't support it. Uh, but anyways, my point with this is a few years ago, back in, again, back in 2015, um, POPs clinics in South Carolina were illegal, but they actually became legal. And that's because we lost our case in court. And that was definitely on us. That was our fault. But what I, the point I want to make with this is that this case got drug out like most of them do. And South Carolina just completely tapped out their legal funds. So the APTA came in and they donated, I want to say like a million dollars to our legal fees. Still lost the case, but that was the one thing that gave us a fighting chance, right? So without the APTA, we'd have lost a long time ago. Um, so that's a, that's a real world example that kind of impacted us directly in the state. Yeah, I know. I think um, the cost is definitely what I see. So going back to the original question, uh, the original point you made in terms of why people don't seem to be um, as uh, apt to joining. I know from just talking with my classmates, you know, there's 21 of us in our class. And if I had to guess without knowing an exact number, I would say probably two thirds of the group um, say if all of us say all 21 that first year, we all did become members, you know, you know, anytime you can get a free free bonus point or whatever it was, you know, you're taking advantage of it if you can. Um, so, you know, if they're, you know, if all 21 of us got, you know, got memberships, I would probably say that less than 10 still have them. Um, just mm-hmm. in talking with people just from this, again, the sheer benefit, the sheer problem of uh, affordability. And then, you know, I think in talking with some of them, they plan on kind of starting it back up here as we're getting closer to graduation to be able to enter that, um, you know, that, that graduated cost uh, uh, setup that they have le- leading into actual practice. So um, I think cost is interesting um, at, you know, it seems pretty expensive, but then I, you know, I don't know if you know this, but you know, what are other professional organizations for these different areas in the medical field um, or healthcare practitioners? What kind of, what, what are some of these other fees that they're paying? Do you have any idea on that? Yeah. Yeah. No, the, in the physician world, it's, it's a thousand plus, right? It's, yeah. it's double, double and then some depending on what specialty right. is too. So uh, it's, you know, it's, they do a good job of keeping it affordable on the grand scheme of things, especially when you put it in perspective with other professions. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, like, yeah, I, I mean, it's hard to, to compare to physicians just because right. there is the difference in, in uh, income, but um, it, it does seem like it, it is maybe reasonable with all those things that you mentioned uh, that they do for us. You know, money mm-hmm. is very important for lobbying, whether we like it or not. So they've got to be able to fund those efforts. So um, for me, it seems like it's like, yeah, we probably need to do this. And then my second question is, you know, I, of course, don't have experience of, of applying for different PT jobs or working at different PT uh, clinics. So, you know, I know Vertex, you know, we pay for everybody's uh, APTA, their, their PTs for us. So um, is that common? Does that happen? You know, is that an option for people? Do you think that people should be trying to negotiate that into their, their employment agreements? Yeah, I, I would like to think that it's standard across the board. Like that's something that's just already included, right? That's nothing that people have to negotiate for when they're interviewing for a job with us. 
However, again, going back to that stat, only three out of the 10 PTs are APTA members. So it seemed like a no-brainer that if your, um, your employer is going to actually pay for it for you, that you be one. Right. I, I, I got it. I think, I'm thinking back, like my first, my first job, they definitely didn't. Um, I, I honestly don't know. I think that's going to be case to case, and that's going to be dependent if you're working for a private practice versus a hospital system, that kind of thing. But I would think that you should easily be able to negotiate that into your contract it just makes sense, right? Especially when you just list off about three to four bullet points of why the APTA is important to our profession and why it's important that they continue to receive funding, that kind of thing too. So for all the PTs out there that are going to be looking for jobs, people just graduated, um, taking their boards, that kind of thing, consider that whenever you're interviewing. Um, and if you can also back up reasons why you should be an APTA member, that's probably only going to make you look better as a potential employee as well. All right now, um, something else I kind of wanted to get on as we were uh, as we're going through this is this idea of of going to conferences and attending those kind of things too. Um, and I guess we have uh, a pretty cool uh, announcement that we get to tell people is we'll actually be at CSN next year, um, getting to present uh, you, myself, uh, or Jim, or another uh, Vertexian, and Reed, another one of our PTs. So we've got uh, a nice little crew going out there to Denver next year. Oh yeah, man. I, dude, I am stoked about that. Denver in February? Uh, yeah, Denver, Denver in February, man. We better, we better turn this into a little bit of a ski adventure as well. The one thing I remember about skiing is pizza, pizza to stop. And I don't remember what the other one was to go, man. I've only been like <laughs> twice in my life, but we don't have, but yeah. What, um, so the name of our topic is breaking the trend, three sets of 10. Yeah. Breaking, breaking the trend, the trend of three, three sets of 10. Jeez. Yeah. No, that's how it is. So, uh, so man, dude, it's, it's going to be, us talking for what two hours i think we get about, a two hour spot yeah two hours that's good man two hours about a lot of things we talk about on this podcast about strength conditioning principles in the clinic but we're also going to get up and, and get moving as well too so it's not gonna be like you're in your seats the whole time uh she's gonna be really interactive gonna just throw out the best available evidence that's actually applicable into the clinical setting and just i'm looking forward to rocking this thing out man so um I, i'm super stoked about that and we honestly do. This is the first time I've ever been to CSN too. So uh, I, I'm stoked. Yeah, it will be mine as well, man. I have not gotten to go the last couple of years um, for various reasons. You know, I mean, being our, I have to give USC credit. They do try to help you out uh, financially if you do want to go as a student. But, you know, one of them while, was while we were on rotation. And then uh, another year, I think I was, I went down to, um, I just I was just going to be coming back from Miami from from Wadapalooza and some, so I haven't gone yet so I'm pumped to finally get to go, um, but that kind of brings us to uh, our next you know kind of next part of this topic is is conferences and you know there are a lot of options out there not just CSM there's Next there's your your state conferences so um, but maybe we should talk a little bit about benefits of these conferences so um, you know why do you think someone should or shouldn't uh, try to go to some of these things. I think the number one thing is networking. I mean, I think that's the obvious slow hanging fruit there because yeah, you are going to get to go and listen to a lot of people speak, but how deep are you going to get in a two hour lecture? Probably not a lot, but you'll, you'll at least get a taste of a lot of different things. But you know, I know thousands of PTs show up for these things. I'm talking about the national conference mm -hmm. and um, you know, you'll get some kind of units and then and, and that sort of thing, which I'm sure everybody listens to this podcast has no problem with that as it is because people are pretty hungry for knowledge. But, um, you know, networking, just meeting with your peers that, um, you know, 
either you met on social media or, you know, been following for a long time or, you know, people you just want to kind of absorb information from and just get different perspectives. I think that's huge. I think that's the number one thing. Uh, you know, for me as a presenter, I mean, this, this definitely gets me out of my, my comfort zone for sure. I mean, this is going to force me to you know, put my head down and work on this thing to make it great. And, um, you know, make sure that the, the information I'm putting out there is, is relevant and hopefully presented in, in a manner that's also entertaining where people can actually, you know, enjoy listening to it and that sort of thing too. But man, there's, I got, I got to think that there's a, there's a host of other reasons to do it. No matter of fact, I guess you're, you're asking about state too. I actually did get the opportunity to present back in 2015 again, man, we keep going back to that year. Um, that was before I had my first daughter. That's why I was able to do all this stuff. But, uh, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, man, um, you know, I got a chance to do that and, and it, it was great, man. It was a good networking opportunity. Uh, we had some people in the audience that uh, piqued their interest about potentially being students and, and that sort of thing and people that I still keep up with to this day. So, um, yeah, I know I'm kind of doing some spiral logic here, but I got to go back to networking and be the number one benefit. Yeah, no, I think that that's kind of where I was going to go with it too, man. The number one reason I would say is is uh, to meet meet as many people as you can. Go and, and introduce yourself, meet people like you said, maybe you already follow those individuals or maybe you're going to go and listen to a presentation and and something will pique your interest and then you'll start following that person. And, and you know, people are so, um, you know, people in this profession I found are so willing to share with you their, their knowledge and what they know. Um, you know, it's, it doesn't seem to be where people are trying to hold on to some special secret they have about how to, to treat and help people. Uh, so I think that, you know, getting to meet all these different people and to, to get to brainstorm and then reach out to them afterwards. I know that's how, that's how we ended up getting Shantae to uh, able to come do a course at, at Vertex last year was, you know, Kyle had met her at CSM, I believe. So um, that was, you know, things like that, I think are just the, the, such a huge reason to go to these things. Um, so I think that that's number one. And then, you know, I'm excited to listen to the other presenters as well. Um, you know, I, I love, I, I'm very much a, like if I'm there and I'm seeing it, and I'm doing it, then that, that's how I'm, I, I learn best. Uh, so I'm excited for that. Um, and as you mentioned, presenting, I love getting up and, and talking as people may or may not already know. Uh, so I don't, Chuck. I don't mind. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I love getting that opportunity because it, it's something I'm, I'm, I, you know, this is a topic I'm very passionate about. Strength conditioning is my, my background. It's why, it's why Kyle and I wanted to make that course was, you know, this is something that, that I just love. And I think is such a, an under, um, I guess, under talked about topic in the field of physical therapy. Um, after having gone through now the entire curriculum of PT school, um, and now having an idea of how much you, you get taught in some of these things, um, it, it, has become all that more important in my mind. So I'm pumped to get up there and be able to, to, uh, share some of my thoughts on that and hopefully again, spark further conversation. Yeah, it's going to be good, man. It's, it, it's going to be real good. I expect that. I expect this thing to sell out, get fully so, booked, yeah. full, full room, man. It's going to be, it's going to be awesome. So, um, well, thankfully we have uh Reed's veteran, um, conference presentation, uh, experience on our, on our group here. Reed has gotten to speak, you know, worldwide, you know, was that what is he just in Switzerland? I think speaking? Switzerland. Yeah. yeah rough maybe. life. Yeah, I know. Went to South Africa and spoke a little bit too. So I mean, you know, Reed is the the conference vet and and is uh, going to you know hopefully help e- maybe ease our nerves and also you know direct us and and kind of lead us in the right direction. I think. Yeah, for sure. Reed's also like a bungee jumping connoisseur. He's been on like the largest jumps in the entire world when he gets to present too. So it's uh, check out his uh, Instagram if you get a chance at Game of Hands. Yeah. Reed is the man. 
Yep. Reed's awesome, man. I think we're, we are, you know, I know, again, speaking for, for myself, but I think speaking for all of us, we're so excited to be on. This was his idea to try to, to put this together. And he did most of the legwork on it. So Mm -hmm. um, we are pumped that, uh, you know, he's included all of us on this, but I think in the grand scheme of things, just to kind of circle back around to the, the point of this entire conversation was, you know, get involved in some way, you know, if you can. That we think it, it's probably a, you know the benefits and the pros outweigh the cons. Um, and with the main con just being financial, it seems like um, for a lot of people, uh, you know the you know supporting the profession, you know through the really the only national organization that we have uh, is is so important if we want to keep moving this thing forward. Even if we don't love all the exact things that have gone on or the exact things that they've done for us, you know it's it seems like a no-brainer we got it we got to try to support the profession in some way and then you know going to conferences networking with people it all seems like the pros outweigh the cons here oh yeah absolutely and it's just like anything else in life too you 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 get what you give so um you can't expect to get all the things that you're hoping to get as a profession you know in terms of fulfillment from your salary to just your job itself, you know, having the, the direct access so you can actually treat the patients that you want to see and that kind of thing too, without giving something. So a lot of times it's just paying those dues or like we talked about earlier, talking to your employer into paying your dues for you. That's even better. Right. Um, yep. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Do something about it. Consider joining. And you know, it'd be cool if that, you know, that 30% got up to something around 35 or 40 uh, this year too. That would actually be pretty, pretty significant change yeah. there. Do we know what the, um, what the percentage is for some of the other, um, you know, healthcare providers on how many of them are members of their professional organizations? You know, I don't, but I would imagine that it's a lot higher. I just have a hunch because yeah. when you look at, when you look at lobbyists, like just, just chiropractors, right? Our number one competitors. I mean, they're considered physicians, they're chiropractic physicians and then they have, Oh, a lot of rights that physicians do. I mean, they, they have unlimited direct access. They get to do surgeries in some States. Not that I've ever let a chiropractor do surgery on me, um, delivering babies, all that kind of stuff too. And that's because of their lobbying. It's because they have the money to do it. So, um, you know, if, if you're a person that likes to gripe and complain, but you're not actually taking action and doing something about it, consider joining. Yep. I think yep. that's a good, I think that's a good place to end it, man. Um, yeah. As always, uh, we appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, thank you. And thank you for, you know, going on, rating, reviewing, subscribing to the podcast. We appreciate it. we're getting close to that hundred review mark. We would love to get a few more. So if you haven't already, please go on there, take a few seconds, leave us a, a rating. And then uh, it's a great place to leave a comment or a question for a future episode. Something you want us to talk about. We love, um, you know, hearing from you guys and hearing what, uh, you know, the ideas and the topics that you want to hear about. So uh, thank you again, if you've already got, done that, we appreciate you tuning in. And as always, we will catch you next Monday. This episode is brought to you by Vertex PT Specialist. One patient per doctor physical therapy per hour, guaranteed the best physical therapy ever. Check us out at vertexpt.com or on the gram at vertexpt.com.